Your favorite thing to do on a day off? Binge watch television. Hello, and welcome to Reba Watchables, your favorite Reba recap pod. Uh, the Revolution has already been televised, as we know well. I am one of your co-hosts, Natalie Weiner. And I'm the other co-host, Johnny Opping, and we're back after a year-long hiatus of from actual episodes. Episodes, yeah, yeah. canon episodes of Reba Watchables. Special edition, bonus, super bonus podcasts on TV movies that include Reba. Less special or more special, depending on your Reba taste. We're back with a great guest in person, in studio. Uh, <laughs> we still yeah. haven't come up. We haven't gotten a name sponsor for the podcast studio, um, but this is the first time we're live from the, the new studio since we've relocated. Um, and we have Nathan Mongol Wells, lead singer of the Ottoman Turks and just general great Dallas musician. Nathan, welcome to the pod. Thank you so much for having me. It's a <laughs> pleasure to be here. Talking Reba. Talking Reba. Which really is, you know, one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> you're you're the first guest from your household that will be on this show eventually because you're you you married into a, a Reba household, correct? I did. In fact, um, found out yesterday that uh, my wife Courtney actually owns the first two seasons on DVD, <laughs> which I think. I mean, that's pretty, that's a good claim. Yeah, no, that's That's, impressive. She's basically a professor of rebology. Yes, (laughs) definitely. I don't think that anyone else we've had on the show has owned Reba DVDs, including us. So did you watch it on DVD? No, they're at her parents' house, she found out. Because she she texted us last night and was like, she texted like, I I knew it was a good idea that I made my parents buy me these DVDs. (laughs) And like, it made it sound like, because I think we did forget to tell you that it was on Hulu. So it made right. it sound like we, like, make all our guests buy DVDs <laughs> of the <laughs> season. I mean, they would be better for it, I think. So, uh, you know, we usually ask our guests to kind of give us their history with Reba. Obviously, Courtney, big Reba fan. Uh, when did when did she enter? You're, you're a musician, when did she enter your life as a musician or as a TV actor? Uh, I guess it was probably as a musician. Um, because Courtney more or less did introduce me. I, it was like in college, uh, actually at Turks Mansion where all the, you know, or three of the four Ottoman Turks lived at the time uh, in College Station. Uh, Giga Maggie's. Um, <laughs> we had cable um you know, and had like the, Whoa. you know, yeah, we had, it was direct TV, very fancy. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. And so, you know, it's like you come home from work or school or whatever, both, and what was on TV, usually among other things, Andy Griffith and then like Reba Rerun, <laughs> right? Probably one after the other on the same channel. I don't really remember. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, fancy. And sure. her reputation precedes whether you know the show or the, or the music, but I mean, she could sing. That's that's yes, for sure. But that's true. <laughs> have, you, have you had? I mean, you're in the the country realm, country mm-hmm. music uh, realm. Do you, like, have you had a Reba McIntyre phase, or is it just she's just kind of one of the one of the like iconic radio country people? Yeah, I'd say it's more the latter. Like, you know, uh, she is a, a legend, country legend. Um, 
so it's just you know hearing her on the radio and, and associated with all that stuff. So well, I've never I, really delved. Honestly. I have a seven-hour playlist for you. Okay. If, if you would like. <laughs> well, I've got a flight on Friday, so that's perfect. You, you know, I think Reba's gonna rule my life for a little while after this. Uh, <laughs> just know, because in, of in preparation yeah. for for this podcast and oh, yeah. That's what we do is we get people hooked. Indoctrinate. Yeah. <laughs> it, Reba's but, actually paying us yeah, yeah. A, a huge sum. <laughs> That's a good sponsor right there. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is a big Reba fan, right? Josh he Ray is. Walker. I think so, yeah. He okay. told us he wanted, well, maybe we shouldn't disclose this on the podcast. Uh, maybe it was that's for a expressed time. in confidence. Yes. But when he comes on, he'll talk about his Reba um, affiliations and affinities. Mm-hmm. Apologies to any listeners for disruptions and odd noises. Bella, our dog, is currently in the center of the podcast circle. She's got a lot of thoughts as well. She's she will presence now. She's closer to the microphone than any, any of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so had you? What did you think of watching this episode out of context? Well, I mean, I feel like it's one of those. They do a great job at having this overarching story while still uh, having each episode be standalone, you know? Right. So you can kind of jump in anywhere. I don't I don't know if I'd watched previously an episode this early in the timeline. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, I'm more familiar with, uh, like, the, the intro is different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, we've heard that. Yeah, it's... there's no saxophone. And, like, the... You know, <laughs> the, the Way less jazzy than it uh-huh. becomes. <laughs> Which was such a key part of my understanding of the show <laughs> that it was a little jarring to not hear that. Um, and, like, in between scenes, you know, they always got the... Courtney and I were talking about it last night. Every sitcom has the, you know, like, Seinfeld's the slap bass or whatever. Right, and, right. And uh, eventually, for Reba, it becomes the saxophone. With a <laughs> so, you know, I kind of missed that. But, um, yeah. That, like, so we saw Reba in concert, which... We haven't talked about it in the pod. Since yeah, because it was had, during our it was during hiatus. our year-long hiatus. <laughs> uh, That's a good reason to yeah. take a hiatus. We had to, had yeah, to, we had to get our mind right beforehand right. And, and recover afterwards. <laughs> right. But like, uh, it was awesome. Like, I will say that whatever you think of as like Reba, the spectacle, like diva Reba, like it, regardless of like where she fits into country music, like he seeing her do fancy live. With and they, the entire show is an extreme Vegas esque performance, yeah, yeah. which, like, depending on your taste, might make you roll your eyes like a couple times during the set. But then, like, I was telling people recently, like, when she like does, everyone I've ever met, yeah, <laughs> because I'm on the podcast, like, <laughs> when she does fancy, you're like, yeah. more spectacle, the better. Like, yeah, they right. could keep there's no limit. They could the, the roof could have come off and they could have shot fireworks. Right. Like, you are just like, this is so basically. They good. should have Reba sing Fancy before the Super Bowl on Sunday. We're That's recording true. this a few days instead before of the, the National Super Bowl. Anthem. Yeah, yeah, instead of the I mean, it's better yeah, than the National is. Anthem. Yeah. Catchier, more powerful. <laughs> it, but, uh, you know, slight spoiler for anyone who might see Reba live, like, it was definitely hard to say with any certainty that she was not lip-syncing for large chunks of the show. We don't know. We don't know. We're just asking questions. And, you know, whatever. She could pull it off. She had about a million outfit changes. But it's like, you saying that makes me think, like when you're just talking about the the changes to the intro music, Mm -hmm. it's like, if she might have been lip-syncing anyway, she definitely should have had a moment where she just like, 
pretended to play saxophone <laughs> live. Like, Barbara Mandrell style. Yeah, yeah. except she actually played. Yeah. yeah. Well, just have her sh- shred, quote unquote, yeah. on a saxophone. If anybody out there knows Reba, put us in touch. We've got some ideas. For yeah. Show. All right. Just how to take Musical it over the <laughs> Fireworks, roof blowing off, saxophone yes. solo yes. by Reba. Yes. I mean, I'd pay to watch that. I feel like it's funny with those big shows, like big sort of, you know, esteemed artists that have been around a long time. You think it's going to be lame kind of going into it, but there is something about those big productions that are just undeniably cool and fun. If you can, like, let go of that sort of, like, all right. They have to bring the energy, and she 110% did, despite the fact that she is, you know, not in her heyday. You know, for somebody of her stature and age and wisdom, you know, like, to be hustling out there on stage for an hour and a half plus, you know, is She doesn't have to do that anymore. No, she doesn't, but clearly she gets something out of it. It also, like, makes you... I mean, there's these artists who who have these iconic songs, and, like, you know, when you go see a show, you're kind of hoping to see someone where you're like, man, like, every song, they killed it, like, Mm -hmm. they're so talented, blah, blah, blah. And, like, but when you hear some somebody play an iconic song... And like live, it, there's something to like realizing like, got some songs really are just way better than all the other songs. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Not just in their catalog, just like in the universe. Like yeah. damn, like this there's a song a hit. Right. rips yeah. live. It'd be like it feels like you're like witnessing history when you see like an iconic song live. Like, and I mean, the interesting thing about Fancy, I will just add for all of the Reba heads out there, is it was not actually as big of a hit in the moment as it would then like. It's become, like, her signature song, but right. at the time it peaked at, like, number nine on the country charts or something, Interestingly, you know? I heard, uh, like, listening to a, the, the 80s and 90s country satellite radio station, mm-hmm. there was, like, a little liner thing where she talked about it before they played it, and she was, like, had, you know, already had a career and was looking for stuff, and they she always, this is, like, a song she grew up on, right? Right. Maybe you'll already know this. Maybe you've talked about it. I don't know, but... We I don't think we've talked about it, like, the, the roots of fancy. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we're supposed to be talking about the show, but... No. Uh, it's, all, it's all part of it. It's all Reba. It is. Um, but yeah, and so... But her, like, label, you know, was never into it, naturally. They never are, are they? Um, <laughs> but so, Unless like, you're on State Fair Records. That's right. And then they'll let you do whatever you want to, whether it makes money or not. Um, Ottoman Turk's fancy cover. Coming. Oh, boy. <laughs> Only if Josh sings. Um... But yeah, and so like she got dropped from her label or something and found there was some manager or something that was like believed in her or something like that. And she's like, Well, this is the song I want to do. And of course, the rest is history. Here we are talking about fancy years yeah. after the fact. I mean, and it's like, it's funny too, because when you hear Bobby Gentry's version, mm-hmm. it is like, when you hear that, because you probably hear it less, it's like, Oh man, this, I forgot how good this is. And mm-hmm. it's like so more like, kind of rootsy or yeah, whatever however, you know folksy. folksy and you're just like you know this this feels so much more like like the real like this is great you know like maybe mm-hmm. maybe this one's better and then you hear Reba's version again mm-hmm. you're like no this is how it should have been yeah <laughs> yeah so. um but yes okay so fancy tangent always welcome but we'll we'll zero in back on the episode we watched Season one, episode nineteen. We're inching closer to the finale. We're gonna get there someday. Yeah. I I believe in us. Um, a lot happens in this first season. I feel like you know? it does. They're really kind of setting the tone, setting right. the stage right. for people all. People have people have died at before this episode on Reba, and now someone 
Brock's dad died. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. one of many murders that was, that was on show. <laughs> yeah. But, Try to segue into yes. now birth. The, yes, yes. This life. is this, this is a major life event episode called Labor of Love. Somewhat unsubtly, you can probably yes. guess what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I pretty much could guess it as soon as we saw, <laughs> yes, saw the title. Without even having any context for where we are in the season. One of these ladies is having a baby. Uh-huh. Yes. And there's one of two. Them. And there's two, so yeah. you don't know which Either one. The Pretty teenager exciting. or the non-teenager. Um, so <laughs> this one aired April 26th, 2002. Which, are we going to tie that into 9-11 somehow? Uh, <laughs> what holiday is around April Nathan's been, been doing his homework. I don't know when Easter was that year. I feel like it probably already happened. Yeah. It's, uh, it's soon after, the week after the first tax day since 9-11. Yeah, I mean, that's, well, the last one already was that, too, so, oh, okay. yeah. Well, um, it was a good try. I mean, Thank yeah. you. All of the people, all of the people who, <laughs> I think at this point, everyone who did not pay their taxes or committed tax fraud <laughs> is, getting is, audited, is, is yeah. realizing that they're not going to get audited Oh, okay, yeah. because, because, because you know, the government is so focused busy. on, you yeah. know, <laughs> Unless they're a terrorist, in yes. which case they'll probably get audited. Well, yeah. <laughs> we, so that's the, that's the loose tie-in. There's um, someone out there who's like, yeah, like... I remember that, like the... Yeah, yeah <laughs> they're like, man, like, I I was nervous, then I thought mm-hmm. about it. It's like, nobody had, hadn't got any letters, and like, yeah, they got bigger problems. It was probably around, like, the first Passover since 9-11, maybe. I don't know. It's yeah, possible. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back next week and tell you. Um, it was research. Mm-hmm. I do want to note that it was written by Miriam Trogdon, and that's the first one I think that she's written ever. And I say that I want to note that because I feel like it was a pretty funny episode, all things considered. Yeah, it was I kind mean, of like a pretty important episode for a first time. Yeah, right for a you know to yeah exactly to kind of they debut. let her take a swing at yeah, like a big yeah. monumental event. I um, mean, she must have been like. Written a lot of good jokes. Like, hey, you want to take the... Maybe have take a baby herself? I don't yeah, know. maybe. <laughs> I doubt that they're like that committed to veracity, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe that was part of it. I mean, this show is a hard-hitting show where they really tackle some issues. They, <laughs> they want to get it right. That's true. There was... I would say the predominant themes of this episode were childbirth, about as serious as it can get, mm-hmm. and college football recruiting, which is serious, also serious. Yeah. Um... So I'll do a little synopsis, Go for right? It. Um, so basically, we're back with the fam, and Van is getting heavily recruited by seemingly the best schools in the country mm-hmm. um, because he he's like turned down University of Tennessee and Arkansas already because he's like they're not good enough for me despite you know SEC football. Kind well, of- I, I think it's implied that Reba like helped. Encourage you right. to turn right. him away right. from these out of state schools. Yeah, because she wants him to go to University of Houston because right. that would be close. But he has this like dream of going to USC, I guess. Which Brock, I think, also influences that, right? I mean, he he loves that idea. Yeah, yeah, because a great great football program. I mean, at that point, would Pete Carroll have been the coach? Yes. So right? no? I think he would have just gotten there. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a whole thing that I was thinking of, like while the episode, like it is wild because. The I mean this would be two thousand one, no, two thousand two. So, I think, I mean I didn't I should have looked it up. I mean I think I Reggie Bush and Matt Liner 
were like freshmen maybe or would come the next year but it's like a few literally a few years later USC would play Texas in the Rose Bowl in the most like iconic game in college football history uh, and so I'm it, glad to be hearing this. <laughs> Pete Carroll era, two thousand one to two thousand nine. Okay, so, so the whole run of the Pete show. Carroll. Basically. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah. and the context for this is that Pete Carroll, former head or current head coach, former wow, I'm like forecasting in the future, current head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, oh. and like the most successful head coach of the Seattle Seahawks by a not insignificant margin. Well, that's actually, interesting. Um, and even more. Iconically, the USC coach, barely, but more like he, he was the coach of one of the most exciting teams in college football history in USC, which is like, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at is, you know, we'll, we have not finished the synopsis, but <laughs> we barely started yeah, about like one sentence. We, have, we haven't gotten to where, what happens with this recruitment, but he is getting heavily recruited Yes. By a school where he would be joining uh, like Matt Liner, Reggie yeah. Bush, Lendale White. He, he would be on one of the most iconic college football teams <laughs> in history. This is like and this is a white cornerback right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. from, uh, from Sugarland, Texas. Yeah. Yes. Well, one thing that having watched more of the later seasons... Mm. I didn't realize how good Van was supposed to be at football. You know, like I knew that was a big part of the story, but I had no idea he was like a prodigy. Yeah. Well, that's, they're really selling it early on. They're like, he is the second coming. They make a lot of insinuations that like the only reason the football team is any good at all Mm -hmm. is because of this one cornerback, which (laughs) is like quite an unorthodox situation. Like as we've touched on this podcast to like control your team's destiny that much at a as a cornerback, you have to be so good at it. You know, it's, it's like you have to be intercepting the ball like every <laughs> defensive drive. Yeah. And, like, well, that would that would have a profound impact. Yeah. yeah. But so, again, he he is a white guy. Yeah. This is not a position that, again, which yeah. white people have traditionally been excelled. Yeah. 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 I think okay. that yeah. <laughs> so we've we have kept we've been teasing that we're gonna have a like a football expert on to talk Van, but based on what Nathan just said, it sounds like we're going to run out of, like, football, football episodes. episodes. It sounds <laughs> like he might well, not I mean, make the NFL. I don't what, know. What, six seasons? Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, a a There's a lot of time. There's a lot of time. You yeah. can't be in college for all of it, right? <laughs> That's true. Well, the well, NFL comes now. after. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. But... Well, but yes, okay, all right. To be, I don't know fully what happens to him in football, but I didn't just, I, I didn't pick up on that. And this, it's, it's very obvious in the first season that he's amazing. So. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a, he's a real uh, high school hero at quarterback. He is. Um, but yes, so Van's being heavily recruited. The USC recruiter's supposed to come over, and Brock is um, hell bent on getting Van to USC. He's all in on this plan. And Reba, as we mentioned, is not. So she tries to get Van to go out of town. He has a fishing trip that was planned, but he's trying. He said he wouldn't go on it because, like, it's too close to BJ's due date, um, as we all call her. Barbara Jean. <laughs> Bella is chasing her tail. Okay, so. you're not supposed to. She's providing the entertainment. She, yeah. When she chases her tail. She's not, you just gotta keep going. I know, I know, I'm sorry, it was funny. Um, So, 
Brock was supposed to go on this fishing trip. He was not going to, though, because he's trying to be a good dad as opposed to all the time he was a bad dad. Which he says is really hard. Exactly, Mm. yes. And we're all like, ha, 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 oh, Brock. Um, But, yes, Reba devises a scheme, basically reverse psychology him into going on the fishing trip because Mm -hmm. she doesn't want him to be around to sway Brock into going to USC. Van, um, to go into USA. Van, yes, thank you. Um, Although I'm sure Brock would love to go. <laughs> yeah, he would. He's basically living out his, uh, you know, USC fantasies. But um, so all that happens. Cheyenne thinks that she is going into labor when the USC recruiter is visiting, and he's ready to get Van to sign his letter of intent. He's like pulling he's, papers he's out. trying mm-hmm. to like get him to sign on the dotted line. Conveniently, as um, if these things are like binding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I <don't> <laughs> things were different back then. It was two thousand two. See, as someone who doesn't know, I was like, "Oh, this is just how it works." I guess you know, right. they, they give you everything that you could want, <laughs> or you go to jail. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but it turns out to be Braxton Hicks once they get to the. Um, I think that's what they're called, right? Yeah, that's the first um, time I heard that, but now I know. Yeah. Uh, when they get to the hospital, it's fake like it's all yeah. yeah, fake no, labor, labor pains. Even when you said that, I was like, I don't know. What yeah, that is. no, fake yeah. for for the non uterus hours in the audience. I was gonna just pretending. I was gonna ask like when the doctor said that. I was like, is he's like, oh yeah, like your body's just practicing, and I was like, is that no, is that a real thing or like a Reba world thing? Yeah, it's a real sitcom device. It's just like sitcom device. Yeah, we gotta make up a thing complete with a name and everything. <laughs> no, it's real. Just like uh, the fact that solar panels can inhibit biodiversity. Um, is that something that they've been into on Reba? Is that on the, the TV movie that we uh, talked okay. about on the last episode, it seemed like a thing that was like it was a weird like woke interjection. Uh-huh. Um, but it turns out. Well, it's also it just like in a in these things where like nothing of nothing approaching reality is happening. Yeah. And you have to make these, like, hyper-specific references right. to, like, things where you're like, should we fact-check that? Is that yeah. a thing? Or, you know, oh, yeah, Braxton... Braxton Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, no, yeah. it's Israel. Um, and Barbara Jean comes to the hospital to make sure Cheyenne is okay, which is nice of her. Classic Barbara Jean. She's Classic Barbara Jean. She does. She does. <laughs> I'm a big Barbara Jean fan. Wow, okay. So, yeah. All See, right. that sounds like a, like a late... Late, late season, possibly, yeah. possibly, because yeah. a lot of guests we've had on have been pretty anti-Barbara Jean. I mean, she's presented as as much of the villain as well, I, mean, I mean, besides Brock, she's like basically she the most is, villainous character. Less, but yeah. Right. Um, but that's but the, the original Rain, right? anti-hero. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the archetype, you know. Yeah, yeah. Start somewhere, and, and, and then well. it was John Hamm, you know, yeah. <laughs> Batman, but. Complicated. This women. is definitely the only podcast I think that's ever drawn a connection between Barbara Jean from Reba and John yeah. Hamm or yeah. Mad Men in general. I think. Yeah, Don yeah. Draper, Barbara Jean, Don Draper, Walter White. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could not have existed without Barbara. Jean. Yeah, <laughs> Barbara Jean watched so Walter White <laughs> yeah. could have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. But yes, yeah, so you can kind of guess where this is all going. Barbara Jean Two does, pregnant ladies. Yeah, two pregnant ladies in the hospital. One, one fake labor. Fake, yes. And then one, Barbara Jean, of course, goes into actual labor. Mm-hmm. And her water break, her, yeah, her water breaks poetically on, on Reba's purse. purse. Of course. Yeah, yeah because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Brock is on his fishing trip because Reba has, has manipulated him into going away, basically. And she has extreme guilt over this mm-hmm. um, because she so successfully convinced him to do this. And now he's hours away. We don't know where he went. Exactly. Right. She's able to find him like immediately, right. so, <laughs> despite the fact yeah. that he's somewhere off in the middle so of the So Barbara Jean is spot. in labor, <laughs> and <laughs> Van and Cheyenne stay to help her and Reba tries to get Brock in time. And as you said, somehow just finds him. I yeah. it literally it, it is it is like uh her leaving the hospital and then quick cut to her walking out of like a forest. Right. To where he is alone in a tent. Yes. And then she's Despite like, the fact hey, that he was there with somebody else. Yeah. Like, yeah we yeah. never see Ralph. Exactly. Yeah. She like goes in the tent and the whole tent collapses and like, isn't Ralph in there? Right. Like, I don't tell like, Ralph no. he's leaving. I know. Like, just, uh, there's some sort of dark thing there. Like, what happened to Ralph? He, he murdered Ralph. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, well, because uh, Ariba says like this, you, you're not going to get a chance to reconnect with them, and so I guess Brock's just like, "Well, we're done." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is definitely the last fishing trip. We yeah, have. Right. Not just you ain't going fish with anybody <laughs> else. <right? laughs> yeah. That that would have been a good twist. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it did happen. That's what I'm right. saying. So. Um, so yeah, she fetches Brock, and then it takes, like, ten times longer for her to get back with Brock mm-hmm. than it did for her to get it's, there in They the say it's place. a seven-hour labor, so <laughs> it's a long, yeah. It's yeah. a long ways away. They're probably somewhere up in, like, East Texas or That's something, what I'd assume, right? Yeah. Like, you could just go to Lake Conroe, but no, they're going somewhere else. No, they're going further away. Um, but... Yes, they're trying to come back. Barbara Jean's obviously freaking out. She's in labor. She initially says she doesn't want to have any drugs because that's, mm-hmm. like, what God would have wanted. Um, but then she screams for drugs because the pain is yeah. too much. Classic trope in I think that's exactly. the movies. Yeah. My favorite moment in the in the show, or the funny, I don't know, I liked it when, uh, you know, Cheyenne and Van are both holding their hands and they, like, are connecting over their USC plans or whatever. Right. She's, like dying from the labor in between them and trying to you know, right. but also be classic Barbara Jean like yeah well yeah I'm here for you guys or whatever right, <laughs> right. that was funny they're moment. like deliberating and she's like I'm in labor <laughs> and, but she's like I'm listening since you're talking about this right now right over uh, my face exactly yeah. right. and so they they agree over Barbara Jean's body basically <laughs> to go to USC because it's the best opportunity for Van right Reba comes back or no they give birth yeah. they they give uh, birth all Barbara Jean I think gives Van birth. thinks that it's <laughs> yeah. he even makes a joke like that I think. Yeah. he's like yeah he's, he's doing a kind of a sort of like the whole episode he's doing like a giving birth is like coaching you know like you can yeah, coach he does through, a very stopwatch he's like a terrible fourth and goal metaphor because that, he doesn't no, Brock, even like Brock, yes. oh that was Brock. Yeah. Okay, no, he Brock. said it, he's, he's on the phone with Barbara Jean as like he's realizing he's not gonna he's not gonna make it so he's just talking he her through pushing. it and he says uh it's fourth and you're almost there it's fourth and goal like get it through the uprights yeah. and it's like okay that's it, like, it's like well alright so you're just gonna kick a field goal here yeah, like, I, I mean you're not gonna get a touchdown it seems like on fourth and goal <laughs> in this metaphor you yeah, want to almost get yeah, the touchdown right. but uh anyway so yes the baby <laughs> is born maybe the one part where Miriam Trogdon didn't quite you know yeah, she yeah, let her right. let she her knew football, more about birth than football, than football which is fine <laughs> I'll give her yeah, because like if if having the baby is kicking a field goal, then, like, what <laughs> is getting a touchdown? Like, right. triplets or something? Yeah. Like, I guess so. But, so, they, the baby is born, 
uh, we spend almost no time on the actual baby and its existence. Except that his name is Jesus. Well, that's a, yes. Yeah, which become is honestly a, a it's great a pretty good joke. joke. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's done well. Like, mm-hmm. we, got, we gave away the... Like, he's... Brock and Reba have a moment. Mm-hmm. Reba in, in the car, like, after the baby's born. It, which, at, for, they're stopped for some reason. I don't yeah, understand yeah. why they they're stopped. The whole thing is, like, they're right. in a rush. And well, yet it's an like emotional pull. moment, so Reba yeah. parked the car. It was, it's like, safety. that's responsible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and Reba, they hug. Reba congratulates Brock. They hug. She admit He has horrible guilt over missing his child's birth. Mm-hmm. She has had horrible guilt the whole time. Because Which we'll get to. I, I want to like circle back to, but like, sh- so she admits to him that he, that you know, she consciously convinced him and like right. you said manipulated right. him to go on it, and so she gets it off her chest. He's like, "Oh, you're the bad guy." Mm-hmm. Makes him feel better, and then yes, the joke is that he says like, he feels better. They they. I don't know, hug again, and he says, we gotta get back before she names the baby Jesus. <laughs> and then we find out at the end of the episode, when Van says, like, little, little baby little Jesus. Little baby Jesus. <laughs> and so, that is, that was hilarious. I did love that. Um, they get back, um, Brock sees his kid, Reba is happy, and uh, Reba says, like, I support you, he, whatever she, you She sort of takes this moment that was, like, honestly, like, Extremely like inappropriate. Of just, right. Like, I have an announcement. Yeah, it's like Marsha Chi- Jean's just given birth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like actually She's like, to Cheyenne, I you can go wherever you want if you don't want to go to Houston. It's like, all right, well, not everything's about like what you want and care. You know, it's like they were gonna. They had already decided to go to USC, mm-hmm. and also this moment is about someone else. But she did do what in her mind seemed very selfless, mm-hmm. and gave them permission. And Van then has a moment where he very, like, sweetly thinks, like, he he says, wait, I think the line was, I don't want, uh, I don't want our baby growing up playing with little Hollywood Yeah, movie stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want them playing with their uncle. Which, like, that's, like, a line where I was like, damn, that's good, like, that is a like a very hyper specific funny line. Like yeah. that mm-hmm. that shit got me. Um, yeah, no, it was funny. And that's basically the end. Like that's yeah. that's how we wrap up. Um, they all go out to celebrate. Brock tries to join them. Yeah, yeah. He's like you gotta st- yeah. stay with the yeah. She's like, your so wife you said you were child. gonna be a good dad. Right. And, you know this time. I'm like oh right, I forgot. <laughs> like before we even get to categories, I feel like there's probably a couple things to touch on. One thing that drove me insane about it was the sort of like accepted conceit that uh Natalie is laughing at Bella who's sitting. <laughs> she can't she books. can't laugh non audibly, so it sounds like she's laughing at me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh the idea that Reba would feel guilty and that Brock he still just went on the fishing trip. Right. It was like, ultimately she, his she didn't, decision. There was, like, very little masterminding. She, like, slightly did reverse psychology. Right. And he was like, yeah, I should go on the trip. And it's like, ultimately, it was 100% still on him. Like, anybody in any relationship, if they do something shitty to their spouse, if someone else, like, kind of was, like, 
slightly convince them to do it. It's right. still on you. I don't really yeah. get how like how re- like he like literally was like, yeah, you're the you're the bad guy. I mean, I guess like obviously it's like he's an idiot and she's not. That's I mean that is <laughs> that's sort of the that's the repeating yeah. Thing, right? <laughs> There's two smart people in the family, and it's uh, Kira and yeah, Rebite, right? No, that's true. Yeah. And well, the rest of them will do literally anything that those two tell them. true. To, I guess I it's think. just like, if you're Rebo or Kira, like, you have, like, the bird with great power and <laughs> yeah, right, great right. responsibility, yeah, yeah. you can't just manipulate them willy-nilly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and that also brings up another thing, Just even just mentioning Kira brings up a, a, like something we've touched on in this podcast a lot, and like clearly, the show was self aware of it at the time. <laughs> is just Jake as yeah? They like, almost forget him. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Numerous uh-huh. times he a great Jake episode. Honestly, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was killing it. They are very cool. much like oh yeah, like one of the running bits of the show is that like Jake gets no attention and is is on his own. This little child, and so they almost leave nothing. him. He's not prepared for life. No, no exactly. I mean, it's, he's like that's a like kind of a B plot almost of its own. Is that Jake keeps asking like. How, where do babies come from, basically? Right. He and has like, no idea how birth works whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah. you know, he's young, I guess. He is, but. yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like, it is, it, it's funny because it's like, he, he comes across as like such, like, a dumb kid. And it's like, obviously, like, it's like, oh, well, no, just, it's not, it's not, he's a dumb kid. It's like, kids say the darndest things. Yeah, exactly. But right. then there's a little bit of like, He's actually neglected. Is it because he's a kid, or is it because he's a fully neglected kid? Right. And is it because his dad is also, like, one of the dumbest people in the world? So, like, is it just, like, on a sort of big-picture level, does this kid really have a chance in life? Well, now now he knows more about birth. Yeah. He he was wearing a... um, Oh, bed bed pan. Pan yeah, as a helmet, which Kira sort of it seemed like was yeah, convinced was right. Convinced yeah. Yeah. but yeah, that again. was like comes good. back to the Kira. Yeah, again, but she like, also is neglected. I think. Kind oh, of. she is, oh, yeah. but she's like developed a little coping. Yeah, she coping copes shell. by be, like she she copes through humor. Like that's like she's we've talked about. She's like basically like Mel Brooks in the body of like a, <laughs> yeah, right. of yeah. like a, a blonde. 12 year old she's gonna grow up and have girl. like 80,000 twitter followers oh, approximately yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and she's just doing bits where she's like ah, look I made you wear a, de- a, pe- a bed <laughs> pen um, just for her own humor too, or right. like pleasure yeah, yeah exactly. exactly um so you mentioned the them bonding over or talking about USC over Barbara Jean was there another yeah. moment or any like favorite moments of the episode oh, or moments that made you laugh uh, I mean, I, uh, probably the whole USC when the recruiter's on the couch giving mm-hmm. them stuff, you know, and Van is just so completely detached from <laughs> anything. Like, yeah, reality. Not, yeah, reality, <laughs> I guess. He's just a really, he's a big dummy. Uh, and so, like, you know, the recruiter pulls out a, a, a jersey, USC jersey oh, yeah. with his number. He's like, hey. This is my number. How'd you mm-hmm. get that right? <laughs> right. Like, how about that? You know, uh, there's several moments in that little scene which is pretty good. Also worth noting, I feel like, uh, uh, as you know, um, Reba's sort of uh, efforts to manipulate things towards uh, University of Houston has Texas-shaped cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's got a little dot, and it's not where right Houston is. Right in Dallas. Is. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I didn't notice it's that. Yeah. I'm Damn. not sure why. 
It's because she's like, I love the Ottoman Turks. That's and right. That's why people <laughs> listen to them. It's yeah. like, I think they were like, Houston, great place to play football, great place to live, Dallas, music capital. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no, it was, It. I mean, also like a, you know, like we talk about the political undertones of the show, the, the sort of like predatory nature of college recruiting. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they're following him. Oh yeah, that oh, yeah. he forgot Follow to him. mention yeah, yeah. that. Like he shows was, up in the delivery room yeah, he thinking follow- that Cheyenne is fully about to have this baby. Right. And this is like this is one of Pete Carroll's recruiters. If that's true. You know, like, it's actually this all comes back to being yeah. Pete Carroll's yeah. fault. And it makes you th- I mean Because like, Pete Carroll was just so obsessed so with Van. Like, he was like, like, I need Van to complete this right. team. And it's like some context He wants to win. The this this USC team that Van would have been on won a national championship, which n- now no one has that national championship because it was stripped by the NCAA for breaking recruiting wow. rules. Wow! And they made Reggie Bush give back his like, his Heisman, yeah, yeah. or maybe oh that's gosh. what it is. Yeah, I, I, whatever. They're I guess <laughs> just another. I'm trying to think if they stripped the national championship, but like that's either way. You got to think that like it's it was probably that dude who it was you know that guy. I mean who recruited Reggie Bush. I think in reality him. like it was because like Reggie Bush just like Took family money. got yeah. like an apartment paid for or something. Right. So something actually like I mean, probably it, totally justified. But he, he sort of had like a Mary Poppins briefcase where he could pull anything <laughs> out. Yes, yeah, so I wouldn't be also, surprised. Also, kept trying to like give him back his briefcase. Like, yeah, the yeah. briefcase was a really important prop like, in the episode. Prop, yeah. <laughs> she was just like pushing the briefcase out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he was. There was a whole like, and Reba had some lines that were very like anti like predatory recruiting and you know i can't remember exactly what they were right now but she was definitely like it should just be about like what's the best fit for him it shouldn't be about all this like glitz and glamour and whatever you know exactly um so yeah. yeah it was definitely like there's there's like a it's funny too just thinking like a couple years later like texas was won the national championship and so, the idea of like this this household in Texas where the guy like wants to go to USC, right? Like, it's like kind of like pre, which like don't get me wrong, like SC was also extremely good at football, but it's like a funny to think of like the Texas like defecting to right. you know. To well, you know where the writers lived. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking. I mean, obviously everything's filmed on like a stage. Yeah, but were yeah. they filming in like LA or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I assume so. But he, there was a good joke where he said, like, Reba trying to be dramatic and, like, make California sound bad. It was like, how far are we from, like, the mudslides and all and the... Yeah, yeah, and, and it was, like, global warming. And he said, uh, you're thinking of UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we get to the category? Yeah, yeah. So Here, I've got, I got, I got. Uh, uh, the guest has it today. <laughs> Okay. He put together these categories. <laughs> this is my podcast. Uh, J.R. Smith Award. Okay, so this is the award uh, named after J.R. Smith. Original award isn't stolen or copied from another podcast. Um, but and it's it's for the the character. It's loose, but it's typically for the character who does something dumb, makes a blunder, makes a mistake. Um, you know, could be hated, but at the end of the day, we, we love, love them anyway. anyway. Right. You can 
have some loose interpretations. I think this is a hard one for it. I think yeah. it, in I mean, the episodes where like big life things happen, it's hard to call someone out for making mistakes. But because that's, that's what life's all about. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I think that Brock, Brock should have gone on the fishing trip. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like he should have just known. Exactly. I think. I think that like. Brock's probably the easiest candidate because he made a, a horrible decision, mm-hmm. which, like, honestly, honestly, he should be... And, like, you're confronted with how dumb he is and how bad of a father he's going to be, like, throughout the episode. But you can't help but be like, guy just had a, a baby yeah. born. You know, he's, right. he's his son was just born. And, it's and he's, like, excite, excited. He's yeah, doing, like, baby talk excited. with yeah. Barbara Jean yeah, on the yeah, phone yeah, and stuff. Yeah, whatever. exactly. <laughs> and Reba's, like, Reba, Reba slams <laughs> on the brakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. yeah. I was like, that was oh, okay, you're, like, yeah. an action star now. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, doing little car she things. peels off on the side of the road. <laughs> exactly. so, yeah. I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I'd say there's a there's a runner-up, though. Oh, This is a dumb one. I could say, okay... Uh, the recruiter. No. No. It's Go for it. it's 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 old BJ. Her yeah. water breaking ha- after having sat on. Why was she sitting on Reba first? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you don't come back from that. I don't think water breaking on a purse. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's a moment where like Reba picks up like her wallet and stuff, and she's yeah, just like, like "Ugh." <laughs> yeah. It's like I mean, you need your car key. It's, right. You right. know, you can sympathize because like obviously she needs her. Right. Car key. It is she funny. needs her it's driver's like, license and it has like right. placenta all over it or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then uh, later on, I noticed they had what's the little kid's name? I always forget because he's so forgettable. Okay, Jake. Uh, sorry, Jake. How dare you? <laughs> he was later on. He was sitting in that same chair. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Was that too? I was like, don't sit oh, there. He really was just crazy. And he, yeah, and then he was also on the bed with Barbara Jean. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, determined to learn how babies come out firsthand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So then we got um, most incongruous moment. Okay, yeah. Usually there these are easy. This yeah. one, not the moments I mean, were pretty congruous. A lot of like, <laughs> uh, I mean, so much plot development in this one that it's hard to like, I, obvi- because like the actual like random stuff was like the Jake Kira things, but it right. wasn't yeah. like confusing. It was just them being goofy. Pro- probably it'd have to be Reba randomly showing up at the campsite. That's, yeah, true. that's true. That yeah, Good that point. is it, that was inexplicable. Yeah. I mean, it was like she. It was literally like ten seconds. They didn't even give us like a little bit of like right. time to imagine or like a shot of her like in labor. Like you it, know, we it, needed like some more. It was yeah. Out. It was literally like a hospital and then a tent, and yeah. then she comes on camera from the side of just being like, "Here's his tent." Yeah. How could she possibly have found him? How did she camps at the same campsite yes. every single time? <laughs> and again, like you said, where's Ralph? That's probably the most incongruous. Yeah, thing. maybe that's what it is. It, yeah. Because like it, it, he's, they say like, <laughs> like leave the rest. That's Ralph. Yeah, like, where's Ralph? Like, Ralph could have like come out wearing a USC sweatshirt and then like yeah. got some like full <laughs> yeah. circle I mean, yeah. like jokes or he, something. He like when we were uh, you know heat of the moment. Like obviously like Reba's trying to to get Brock because they're gonna be late for the delivery of his baby. In like heat of the moment, Natalie goes like, "Just leave." She literally said this out loud. She goes, "Leave it. Ralph can pick it up. Like, leave yeah. it. Like, why is she doing that?" Well, everybody knows Ralph forgets something yeah. every time. He's like, "I'm not leaving this up to Ralph." Yeah, my camera's in the tent. Yeah, she's like, he's like, "Ralph is buried under where we speak, where we are standing." Yeah. Right, right, right. Don't look under that pile. Yeah. 
Uh, I will say the set they built for that campsite, despite being a you know fifteen second scene or whatever, was weirdly beautiful. There's like a sunset sort of in the background or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. When the tent falls on her, there's like a which they could have just had it. It would have made sense to be pitch dark, right? But no, they like put a whole thing. So props to them. There yeah. You go. I mean, this is a high you know high high budget, budget yeah. situation. They couldn't hire Ralph. As no, an extra. they right. couldn't. He but was they just could build a special campsite. set. Yeah, I'm sure the set was it was just like a campsite that they already yeah, had yeah, yeah. from like some like horror movie or something, right. and they're like, okay, we're just multi-purpose. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or something. All right, so now we have the moment. This is when it's gonna be hard. The moment, yeah. scene, line, whatever, where Reba rep- is a feminist icon. Mm. I think ultimately this one is her being sort of self. It's a little serving. bit of selfish, yeah. self-serving, yeah. Yeah. and then coming around. Um, so I don't, I mean... I mean, honestly, like, the part where... Maybe that's, like, finding finding the campground. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, so uh, She's not self-reliant. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, honestly, like, her arguing, uh, maybe the feminist icon is a reach, but sort of, like in line with progressive ideas of community you know right now like her being like they're gonna need a support system when they right. have the baby yeah. you know it's like kind of like collective yeah, care it takes like a sort of, exactly yeah. Yeah. you know like that sort of anti-nuclear family you know being like we need to all, all like come together yeah. and like you which know is, support them together right. which is Why? real yeah and why she continually lets Barbara Jean and Brock just walk into the house. At <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Because, like, you're out of Mikasa, you Mikasa. Of this, yeah, exactly. It is funny that we, like, describe this uh, award as, like, we have to say the words, like, we use the most extreme language, like, mm-hmm. feminist icon. And right. then, like, well, every, that's the joke. every other episode, we're having to, like, hedge so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, she is a female. Uh, yeah, she's, she's a, a woman. woman. But so that's like meta commentary existing. on how everyone calls like anything women do ever right. feminist. Mm-hmm. You know, so actually it all works out. Uh, I I don't know if I'm gonna have a Reba song for. You don't for have a song. song. Surely there's one about babies being born. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that's kind of like a a um, a weak spot in her category. At least of the songs that like I like. I don't know. I I'm not. It's fancy. Fancy's about children. (laughs) Right. There's not really many songs about motherhood. Not going not going west. Not going west? Oh. Oh, that's true. I don't think so. A song about Texas. Oh. That probably does exist. Let's see. Is Reba Texas? No. She's from Oklahoma. Okay. But like nearby. I've got a I've got an exciting thing for y'all. My sister sent me. (laughs) About Reba? Right before this. Yes. Hang on. Let's make sure that this doesn't like play a song or something. <laughs> it's Reba, okay if it does. Legendary singer and actress Reba opens her first oh, restaurant. We, oh, we, oh, we know. Oh, okay. yeah. Come on. We're we're in. Have we talked? Did we talk about it on the pod last time? I Reba's no. place. Well, we touched on it maybe at the very end. I think because, or maybe we didn't. Like I, I like how like it. Nathan's like saying something that is like we haven't talked about like we know yeah, shut yeah. up I'm so sorry <laughs> no, I, yeah, maybe we I should have assumed no, but we we were on the list for knowing about that not only because I'm on like Reba's fan club mailing list okay, um, uh, but yeah Google alerts for Reba yeah, I mean, it's our, like our two plan, hours away from yeah, here Atoka. roughly yeah. our plan had been that we would do a, a live podcast 
from Barley House pre Ottoman Turk show mm-hmm. at some point. But yeah. it might have to be at Reba's place. Yeah. You know, without her knowing, just bring uh, a microphone yeah, yeah. like to the yeah. I'm sure they have podcast it. tapings there all the time. <laughs> uh, it's Oklahoma. I'm sure yeah. they don't care. Rewatchables <laughs> is, is, is uh, taping there. Yeah, that's so true. rewatchables will be there. We'll go in there. Apparently, there's a little like library of her like mom's library. Oh whoa! He's like on I the second floor. That. That's um, cool. That seems like a quiet place where we could. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You know, flip through some books. Yeah. And- that sounds fine. Ma- Reba's mom's library slash podcast recording studio. Yeah, exactly. They just need to start get on that wave and then they'll start renting it out to yeah, other yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think we can do I Want a Cowboy, maybe. That's the most like sort of western or like sort of Texas themed one I can come yeah. up with on the spot. But she did, she wanted Van to remain a cowboy. Yeah. A cowboy. Or a future a cowboy. There's you know, on his trajectory. Yeah, yeah. I want a cowboy, I want a cougar. It's the same It's it's similar it's the tracks. Yeah. yeah, it starts with C. Right. So yeah. No I want a Trojan song. No I want a Trojan. And then our last category is punching up a Reba joke. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it could be, you know, could we make this joke better? You know, that's that's sometimes it's hard to do with a show that's nearly flawless. So <laughs> the, the cop-out is to just talk about our favorite jokes. I think I sort of, I think that, like, we've touched on the very brief camping scene. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if they're going to invest Needed in... some improvement. If they're going to invest in such a good set... You know, with a sundown and everything, like we should have more meat there. They there wasn't. They could have spent some time. Yeah. There wasn't even really a joke. The there only could have been r- additional Ralph bits, yeah. which yeah. could have been the sort of right. like comic. I okay, relief yeah. It could have been pretty funny, honestly. Yeah. So he comes out and he's like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> no, I, I think like the easiest, most sitcomy thing that they left on the table would be them finally run, like doing every, the entire scene as is, them rushing off scene. To go back, and then like Ralph comes back with some firewood, and he's like, yeah. "Where is uh, everybody?" Yeah. yeah, he's like, "What happened?" Like that would be easy. Yeah, on a more extreme I sense. I would laugh at that. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that like that seems just like a layup. I, <laughs> on a more inte- like a more intense version of that, like I kind of feel like if you're gonna go in the woods and you got Reba doing like such physical acting, like you could have like a bear in there. That's true. You know, like Reba, oh. be, you know, or the like Big picture. a bear comes and they're I don't just, think like, there are any bears in like rural Texas though. Just yeah. a little mm. bit of fact checking. There are cougars. There or like coyotes, 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 coyotes or something. Really, I, I saw a mean, coyote today. Whoa. Just wow. Walking down my street. That's damn crazy. That was scary. Yeah. So oh, you gotta watch out. For basically, what I want is I want a, I want Reba doing a like you have to make yourself big. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. you know, like if you like her scaring off a large <laughs> and then she could add a whole thing about being mad at Brock about like I face down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> To find That's you. true. Yeah. I also feel like the recruiter could have come full circle. You know, like him getting turned down could have been a comic moment. Yeah. You know, like him coming out that twice. way. Yeah. Well, third time's the charm, you know. Yeah. I mean, the actor looked like he had some chops. Like, he could have played disappointed well. You know, like, because uh, he was playing desperate. He was playing confident, and yeah. he was playing desperate. Yeah. And he, he could have played him like sad side. Like, a uh, uh, close shot of the baby, zoom out, and it's the recruiter. Like, yes. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, no, that would be perfect. Yeah, like, they all go to eat, and the yeah. recruiter's like, 
left with the babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even talked about the shoot joke that was ongoing. The doctor, like, made a... Uh, joke, yeah. Like, uh, he kind of, like, used a metaphor to be, like... I like the, the callback. What was it? The something in the shoot? The calf's in the shoot. The calf's in the yeah. shoot, which is, like, okay, Texas. Okay, yeah. we get it. Van's um, like, I think it's a medical term. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then, like, later he's like, yeah, when it came out of the chute, it was so great, or whatever. That's what, when it came out of the chute, that's what made him decide to stick around. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. When, like, we haven't, we haven't, like, lingered on it, but, like, Van was low-key hilarious in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was great. He He was, was, I would say, like, 70 to 80% of the line, the laughs were, were Van jokes. What is a Trojan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that no might way. have been why they picked USC more than anything else, it's just so they true. could make the Trojan like the condom joke. Yeah. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> a perfect callback. I didn't even get that like meta. Like mm. he wasn't wearing a condom. Mm-hmm. They got mm-hmm. pregnant. I wow, don't, at yeah. all. I Reba got it either. Reba yeah. got it. I mean, <laughs> she thinks about it all the time. <laughs> like even like so, we haven't. What we talked about, we haven't done this podcast in a year, and you know, which means we haven't watched Reba in a year. So like. Even just so there's the first scene, it's just Reba in the kitchen, talking to Brock, having a little... That's how basically every episode Right, yeah, right. I love their kitchen, by the way. Yeah, it's great. Well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, they they have their their whole thing that's setting up the plot, and uh, what is it they say, like... I think Kira says, like, well, what if he does get into... What if they want to go to USC or whatever? Mm. And she says, like, we don't even know if they're going to get in. And and Van just walks in with Cheyenne behind him, like so loud. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, "We're going to California." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, I immediately was like, "God, fuck! I forgot how, dude. This guy rules. Yeah, <laughs> like, he does. Like, yeah. like he makes the show. Like the the show is just like, at, just like simmering at a six until Van comes on and <laughs> yeah. shoots it to an eleven. It's true. Yeah, uh, kitchen what thoughts. Were you say? Well, the kitchen made me think. Part of the joy of watching anything that's of an older era at this point is just sort of enjoying the, um, the, the, um, how old it is, I guess. Yeah, you know? like yeah, the, no, it's the nostalgia it's factor. vintage. And so the hospital room that they're in is so hilariously 90s. Yeah. <laughs> the wallpaper, the, like, uh, nude furniture, you know? Like the, right. Uh, right. There's a VCR and then a TV, and there's, like, a big channel guide on top. And I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm always looking at the set, obviously. <laughs> um, but also, I, I really enjoyed that. And it, then it's, like, also depressing when you go to a hospital now. And it looks like so you're shitty health, with your shitty health insurance. And it's exactly yeah. like that. It's like, true. This is a fucking Reba hospital. <laughs> yeah, Barbara Jean gave birth in this hospital. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doesn't bode well. Okay, well, we've already kept you for such a lengthy stint, but do you have any sort of parting Reba thoughts? How well, was well, this episode do you for think you? That, like, could you? Do you think you might end up watching more? Oh, I'm already... It's been so hard not to go to the next episode <laughs> already. Uh, I think the only reason we didn't was because Courtney had to run out the door, and, and she was like, don't watch it. We'll watch it later. Uh, I mean, so, yeah. The King and I. That's what's next. So, I can't wait. Yeah. Is it going to be about George Strait? We'll see. I hope, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be about Jake. We'll find uh, out. But no, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm right back in. So, what... Um, anything to plug? We've got, we've got a... A lingering, we got it. We have a uh, date t- 
TBA Nathan Mongolwell's al- solo album coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. But likely 2023. That's right? the goal. Yeah. Okay. Um, which, you know, full disclosure, I have heard it's extremely good. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. I tried. Um, we tried. It was a collective. There's many people involved. So. Well, but it's your it's thing. It's your thing. So right. yeah. my name's they on don't the, matter. My name's on the it's, 10. It's your yeah. thing. And um, any any Autumn and Turk shows coming up? You just had a very cool show in Fort Worth. Yeah. Anything uh, in the future? So we we have a festival in Nevada we're playing in June. Whoa, and that's, that's cool. actually the only thing right now. I, there's like two messages in my inbox, I think, for things that are sooner than that, but nothing like uh, solidified. We're trying to. Uh, it's equally exciting, maybe more exciting, I think, for me at this point. We're trying to lay more low this year and uh, write and hopefully mm-hmm. record towards the end of the year. Album three. Nice. Whoa. Got will some it, songs. Will it be called Automaturks three? I don't know. It remains to be seen. <laughs> I mean, it definitely is tempting to go that route, considering the first one was Automaturks and then Automaturks two. But, and, you know that solves the problem of coming up with an album title, which is one of the <laughs> hardest things to do. It I does think, seem challenging. Uh, it's almost worse than a band name, but not quite. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's exciting. That's fun. I mean, we're, we've which, got... Oh, what were you saying? I don't know. We've got a couple songs done, or done-ish. You know, we still want to workshop them, and then more that are in various states of doneness. Yeah. So. And that's so, exciting. for listeners, if for listeners in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area... Ottoman Turks are the most fun live show you can have. The songs are great. They're great to... They're, they're a great communal experience. They're the most fun band in Dallas. They're probably the most Dallas band that in exists. Dallas. <laughs> um, and for, high praise. Thank you. And yeah. for fans that aren't in the DFW uh, or Nevada... Uh, areas listen I mean listen to both those albums like they will if you give them both a a full listen you're gonna end up with at least four songs on playlists if you're a playlist person and then they'll be in your regular rotation Um, it's it's really fun music it's different it's original it's uh, it's not bound to a genre and uh, yeah I think that if you follow me and Natalie, you already know we love the Ottoman Turks. Well, so still, we love y'all, Ottoman Turks collectively. <laughs> it's uh, an honor to be on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> well, it's an honor to have you. Is there an Ottoman Ottoman Turks song that you think Reba? Oh man, what's like the most like Reba? If, the show. Okay, no, here's I'll, we'll give you the hardest question you've had. You need a bunch of categories. So if, so you literally. <laughs> Your your publicist is like Reba's publicist is like, hey, no, like, do you want to do something with Reba? Like, she's pretty down. Like, she just like wants to hear one of your songs mm-hmm. to like, you know, like be able to like know what the vibe is. Right. What song do you give Reba McIntyre? Oh boy. I mean, I think generally it's uh, all around. I'd say that wound up which yeah. one of the singles off okay. yeah. OT two. Sort of captures all the different. It's got the countryish thing. It's but it's also loud and fun and rock and and Reba can belt it. You know. She, That's true. I think Reba wants to get wound up. That's Whoa. true. I mean, would you? Okay, so you have like, a costume just for it. I think. <laughs> That's oh. true. So that's like uh, follow follow up question. Is it the same answer of? That's the song you have Reba cover. 
Hmm. I mean, she could like easily cover glass bottles. I mean, yeah, that would true. fit like glass a bottles glove, might be the, the the one. Uh, or something. Yeah, like the countryside of. I mean, of she what could do, do vaquero. Oh, that'd be fun. She could do vaquero like he does fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that, Reba. Get in touch. <laughs> My number is no. no. I won't put it on the podcast. But, um, we have so many listeners, really? you would get like an insane amount of spam. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm more worried about, you know, Reba thinking I'm over-eager. Yeah. <laughs> because she does listen to every episode. Yeah, so, sure you know. Reba, you don't even have to get in touch. Just record it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and put it out there. You have our permission. Complete. It'll be like the like whenever people are like, find out about Kate Bush or yeah, yeah. Ronstadt from a TV streaming TV. show. Uh-huh. Like, that'll be, that'll be like, whoa, like, and then like... Just like with Kate Bush and uh, Lynn Ronstadt, like the real heads are like, you didn't already know about the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyone can claim that, by the way. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for coming over, for watching Reba oh, for us. Um, you don't have time. to twist my arm. <laughs> I mean, you got a really good episode, I'm yeah, going to be honest. It was, like, I, some people have gotten some... That's, filler. Yeah. yeah. So this, was, this moved the plot forward I mean, significantly. The fact that it was like 10 minutes of football before, and, and like we know that someone's going to give birth in this episode, it was just like, damn, this is, mm-hmm. they're There's packing it into this. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm excited to see what happens next. And and who's on the podcast next. So. Yeah. But yeah, thank y'all so much. We've done two, two episodes in two weeks. This yeah. Is, We're on we a new, are on a new year, new us. Yeah. <laughs> But New Year, New Us, it started at, like, the end of January, but it's fine, you know? It takes a while to it get does. warmed up, yeah, yeah. you know? It's still 2022 20, until, you know, halfway through January anyway, so... Exactly. I agree. Um, and thank you to all of you for listening, for continuing to tune in. We had, like, amazing engagement for us this past week. It was, like, I don't know, it said, like, 174 downloads or something on our little thing. I don't really... You're not supposed to give numbers. You're supposed to say amazing, so their imagination can take it away. I mean, it was amazing. But, yeah, no, 174,000 is an insane (laughs) amount. So, like, but, you know... We're trying to stay humble. We want them to think it's more than that. Success. Um, But, yes, thank you so much for listening as always, you know, tell all your friends that you've discovered, like, the best podcast you've ever heard, um, and leave a review, and listen to the Ottoman Turks. That's, uh, like, the most important thing. I will say, I, I told my coworkers uh, <laughs> that I was going to be on this, oh God. and they were very excited. <laughs> like, please, to the company. Yes, please send it to me when you're You were, done. like, at all, you know, replying No, I verbally to told three people, but, okay, uh, well, but they were excited. Like the same same thing right, we'll drop um, it in the slack when it comes out yes yeah, exactly. we'll perfect um and that goes for all of you drop it in your company slack like, yeah no context no, we don't give a shit um, about twitter facebook instagram drop it in your slacks that's how we're that's the yeah. dropping your slack sounds very weird yeah i was gonna say but that. it's a new, <laughs> is that the phrase it's a new thing we're saying yeah, yeah. no read the watchable fans drop it in your hashtag but yes Thank you for listening, um, and we will catch you next time. Maybe next week if we keep up this amazing clip. See you.